Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jen Merlin? Oh, I love this topic. Oh, man. I get actually angry around this, so oh, I'm going to apologize already. I get really fired up because agents freaking don't do this. this they don't so do amazing. it right, and they don't do it. And it's why we rank at the bottom of professions with attorneys. It, when it comes to trust, you and know use, how low used car salesmen we're so uh, low. We're the, and I am on a single mission to raise up our level of respect. Get them, Tiger. Stems from, this, stems from this. All right, guys. Today, Jen and I are gonna, I don't know, duke duke it out. I'm not sure other. we're gonna duke it out, but we I might think just fight everybody. If you listen to the last episode where Monica and I are like morphing into each other and like passing <laughs> each other and trading places, I'm wondering like her anger level, I feel like <laughs> matches mine. So like maybe we're just both turning into me. I would think that's awesome. Congratulations. I don't think that's gonna work. No, that's the <laughs> beginning of the end of the podcast. It's <laughs> such an sure. angry podcast. <laughs> All right, today we're going to talk about or do get out over this question. How should an agent ask great questions? What makes up a great question? Why aren't we asking more questions? I don't care how you want to put it. This episode is about powerful questions that we need to be asking so that we can do a better job for our clients and for our industry. So you're saying that because you're, you're fired up about this. You said you're upset because I've always you, been fired up about this. Yes. You this said that case. because if you talk to the people in the public and they rank real estate agents that we are kind of like not trustworthy and you, it sounds like you're linking asking great questions to building trust. That's correct. Tell me more about that. About the industries that do have trust doctors. So you go to the doctor. I don't trust those doctors. In. I know, but a lot of people do. So you go to a doctor and you walk in and tarot they, card and readers. No, I'm just kidding. Do they, do they say, <laughs> they say, have a seat. And do the doctor say, I, I've been a doctor since 2003. Our practice is known for its mm -hmm. excellent care. Mm -hmm. We have 13 doctors in our practice and here's your prescription to get you well. No, they no. don't do that. They don't do that because that's stupid. It is. But guess stupid. what we do? What's what we do? We go in with our listing presentation, which is and about vomit us. our information all over their kitchen table because we want to prove that we know so much. I won the Even President's Club Award for 18 years and PS is an award I pay for. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And our company is ranked blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't give a shit and neither do they. No. We need to be and need to think of ourselves as consultants. We have to ask questions to find the problem behind the problem behind the problem. 
because the first problem they state is not the real problem. Never. But the how do you get in? How do you get past that like first layer? Especially because there is a there is this, I don't know what you call it, but it's it's called already always listening. Have you heard of this? No. <laughs> okay. It's this concept that like I already like, especially if you know somebody, you like know what they're gonna say. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 You're, you're not listening because you like already know you're already, already listening to what they're already saying, but they're not, they may not even say it, but they hadn't said that yet. And they could have said the opposite. So like, we're probably doing that with our clients. And I like how you call it a consultative. I also like strategy session because in order to have a strategy, you have to have the full picture. It's not just like a one word answer. Like, Oh, you want to sell your house? Okay. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. There's a million ways to sell a house, right? Oh, you right. want to sell a house? And this is how we do it. No. What's best no. for you? So like, how do right. you, in your consultations, get to that other layers? Like, what are you asking? Sure. Well, the, the, the entire process starts with the listing questionnaire. And this is before, and I know you and I both use this. This is before you even go out. Because first of all, you have to see if this is inventory and a client that you want in your business. It's a pre-listing. We call it a pre-listing. Pre-listing. And it's in the vault, which is jennifermertland.com slash vault. And there's the whole, it's like 20 some questions and you can ask more, but you cannot ask less. I think it's Mike Ferry's and it's been used a bazillion times and it's tried and true and it works. And you need to ask to your point every question on there because there's a reason for every question. Yep. And we won't go into all of that today, but the questions range from, can you, can you share? I know that you, you said you wanted to be there by, you know, be out of the house by November. Can you just tell me a little bit about that? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, they already told you that. Don't write that down and be gone from that point. Well, tell me why November's important. Why it works. Like what's in, yeah. That's right. That's right. My favorite. If it were, if it were like October or December, does that create yeah. an issue? How does that, right? How does that mm-hmm. affect you? If we didn't get it close till next year, is that a problem? You, we got to know. And here's why we got to know, guys, because you're going to come back to those points. You've got to know them so you can press on them. Or you mean you're going to come back when they go sideways, when the when whole deal go goes sideways, sideways because they're insane. You're going to remind right. them why it's important. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. My favorite question on there is uh, scale of one to 10, 10 being architectural digest perfect. You know, tell me where your ha- house ranks from a, you know, from a presentation standpoint. Like, how do you feel about the condition of your home? And, you know, they always say seven or eight. It's just kind of a standard yeah. thing, unless they're real freaking honest, which doesn't Well, unless they often. have, well, this house was made from two by sixes instead of two by fours and the insulation yeah, yeah. is R, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God. Then they're and always you like know a you 10. you have a high C. So be oh, careful, you better bring me. your data. Bring your data. Yeah. Yeah, listen to their language through these questions too, by the way. You're learning who they are. If they answer in great detail, then you need to bring great detail. If they No, then you refer them out if you're- Well, <laughs> unless you- Unless you're prepared to take them on. If they answer in big brush strokes and you know, you know, you're not going to bring all that detail or you're not going to need it. Yeah. But here's the thing. When they answer that question seven, eight, and then you say, what would make it a 10? Mm-hmm. Now you're getting permission to talk to them. You know all this, Jen, but you're getting permission to talk to them about the carpet that needs replaced that they right. said that, that it really needs a little paint job. Like you're getting permission. That it smells like cat pee, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, although they don't tell you that. You you find that out when you get there. 
Yes. <laughs> no, I yes. like it. I want to add something to it that too. Asking questions that are hard for you to ask. This is where I see many, well, number one, this is where I see most of you stumbling is that you're not even asking the pre-listing questions. And when you do, you skip over the hard ones. So the hard ones are, you know, what do you, what do you want to price your home at? And they're like, well, that's for you to tell me. Uh, yeah. And I'm definitely going to look and at it. And I will. Gonna, and I will. And actually, I'm not even going to tell you, we're going to look at it together and we're going to decide together based on the relevant properties, what's the likely sale price for your house. But Monica, like, here's the thing, like everybody has a number in mind. What's yours? That's right. Right. And, and then keep pushing, sh- keep shut pushing. the hell up to get it. Yes. Right. Right. Like those are the three things. Do the work, ask the hard questions and shut the hell up. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Those are my top tips. (laughs) It's so freaking true. When you start the process by asking those questions, not only are you doing your job, because by the way, P.S., if you don't ask what they owe on their property and if they have any second mortgages and whatever, I believe it actually borders on malpractice. Like I'm going to be really, I'm going to be really dramatic. That's malpractice. You need to know those things to advise them through the process. This is not you asking them something that's out of bounds. You didn't ask them about their sex life. You ask them what they owe. I mean, you might if you see some things like, oh, what's going on? You probably need to take that down. (laughs) Let's get the handcuffs off the uh, bedpost. That'd be all right. Can we do that? Can we put those away? What do you think is stopping agents from doing this? What are they? Confidence. 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 They don't understand their role. Their role is to advise. How in the hell can you advise unless you bring all of the puzzle pieces in the mortgage, the motivation, the financial situation, the, how much time do they have to give to fixing the place up or is it how what's their budget? Does your wife want to move? Are Are you both on, on the same page as far as moving? Because if one of them is freaking not into it. This is going to be not happening. Like, no, right. And you got to get that figured out at the kitchen table before you tell them how much their house is worth. It doesn't Uh, matter. I'm figuring that out before I even get my ass in the car. Listen, right. This is, this is the pre-listing. Like you are asking them the hard questions and you are minimizing your time at their house here. My thought process is I'm not the entertainment for you tonight. So I'm not trying to be at your house forever you and I'm that? not eating dinner. Yeah. No, I mean, in my head, I say it, but it's like, I think I, I think confidence is true, but I also think that agents are scared that the potential seller or buyer is going to then not use them. And to me, I say, great, because here's the thing. If you don't, if you are turned off by my hard questions, the chances of you closing on the property is very low. And the because chances when you get on my nerves is right? very high. Yeah. Because you're seeing then if they're, if they're fighting you on that, it's going to be a fight through everything else. Yeah. Well, they're, or they're right. not motivated. Motivated right. people will answer every single question yes, and they, they will be appreciative and you will stand out. That's right. That's a hundred percent. Right. Look also, In any interaction, professional or personal, here's a fact. The person who asks the question is in charge. The person who talks the most thinks it went the best. Yes. So ask the question. Oh, that's good. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
The person that talks the most thinks it went the best. The person with the questions is in charge. Can we pause here for a second? So like if you come out of that appointment and you don't have paperwork signed with their buyer seller agreement, you don't have it signed. And you're like, that went really well. It didn't. It didn't. Because you talked and you told them all about all the stuff you know and how great you are. They don't care what you know. They care how you're going to solve their problem. That's the only solution. That's the only talking you have to do is addressing their exact concerns, motivation, particular situation, Mm -hmm. house condition. Like that's it as it pertains to them. They don't need to know anything else. Well, and if you can come, because we do our job every day, we already know these questions, right? So for a listing, they want to know what's it like, what is the price? How long is it going to take? And what the hell are you going to do for me? You come Mm -hmm. in answering those questions. You're, you're good. And the way to answer them is by getting all the information up front. So, you know, it's important to them, you know, how to Mm -hmm. present because you can present that information in different ways based on who the other person is. Right. So if you have somebody that's like a netted out type of person, somebody like me, if you come in and you're at my house for longer than 20 minutes, you're not getting hired. Like, I just want to know these things and that's it. And now if I'm talking to a high driver, I'm a high driver. Yeah. yeah, And I just want to net it out, like be brief, be bright, be gone. But if I'm talking to Monica, be like, oh my God, Monica, we are going to find this. The person that buys this house is going to love this house as much as you. They're going to take so much care of it. Like you have, oh my gosh, I love this. Oh my God. It would pain me, but I would do it. Right. <laughs> now, I have is a lot more driver than you think. I just want to know how much money I'm making, but you like wanna, the flop. I want to enjoy. Yeah. You want to enjoy, enjoy the process it. and you want to make a lot of money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, right. anyway, you get the point. Yeah, you do get the point. I think there's also the what you can't teach in a conversation like this. Of course, we can give you the list of the uh, pre-listing questionnaire. Mm -hmm. What you can't exactly teach is what comes up during the conversation. And when somebody in that at that table seller says something that you don't quite understand Mm -hmm. or that needs more explanation, you've got to go there. You don't just. Or is the opposite of what they just said. Right. You've got to dig and say, now that's yeah. Like, okay, now that wait, are we talking about dating now? I feel like we're talking about (laughs) it's the same. I think it's the same swipe left, swipe right, whatever. (laughs) And I don't know which is which because I I love my wife, Sharon. She's the best. I'm glad you don't know. That was a test. We, I put you up. That's right. That's right. Well, let's, um, Um, should we take a break and then come? Okay. So let's, um, hear a word from our favorite partners. And when we come back, we'll get some more tips from Monica. Yeah. I'm going to give some questions that you don't think to ask that mm-hmm. are also very okay. good. Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. I have my favorite, Frances. She is my cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system. From the interviewing process to find out what I need, to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers, to the onboarding process, to the training process, very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step and Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. 
make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift. All right, do it. Make the call. See ya. Hi guys, Monica Weekly here. You know how you're supposed to post about real estate every single day on Facebook? Yes, yes you do. And the reason is if we don't remind our Facebook friends what we do for a living and how we help people, they will forget about it. We know it's our job to inform, educate, and demonstrate what we do for a living. Well, I'm coaching agents all around the country, and they understand that, but they're not doing it. And I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Probably just like you. And they said, Monica, we don't know what to post. Can we just borrow your stuff? Because I love creating Facebook posts. And these can often be used over on Instagram as well. So I said yes, and people were borrowing my stuff. So I created finally a product that you can sign up for for free. It is free, guys. There is no reason for you not to sign up for this. It's ghostposter.com. G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R. No E in there. Just T-R. Dot com. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a Facebook posting idea to your email every single day. So not only do you have this great idea, but you've been reminded, oh yeah, I need to post. And that's Monday through Friday. And if you don't love the post or you think, gosh, I'd like something else, well, you're also going to get access to a library of over 600 different posts for you to choose from by category. You're going to love it. Go sign up, ghostposter.com. Don't waste a minute. And then be sure to join the private Facebook group. All right, I'll see you in there. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring. Guys, this is likely the most important episode we've ever done. Please stop talking. Start asking questions. It's it's the single best thing you can do for your business right now is start thinking about questions. Look, this is a frame of mind, too, that you've got to put on before you walk into the house. And listen, I do too, because I like to talk. That's why I have a podcast. Jen has a podcast. We like to talk. Like, I get it. We know exactly what the hell they need. All right. I get it. And we have to stop and put on our consultative professional hat so that we come off in a way that makes them feel confident that we have their best interests at heart, that we know how to help them, that we can solve their problem. Yep. P.S. Asking questions creates you as the leader Mm -hmm. and you are establishing, I always say the number one thing that happens at a listing appointment is establishing myself as the leader of the process, because that then carries me forward for the rest of the relationship, right? If I don't establish myself as the leader there, like I have a process, you're going to fall in line. I'm going to help you achieve your goals. You trust me. It's equivalent to like, a dog peeing on a telephone post. He's like, this is my territory. This is my, this is what I do. That's so right. should I'm you here. use the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> don't, don't pee on their table. That's not good. <laughs> no, but it does. And it's so important because in the absence of leadership, they will rise and lead. And we know that that does not end well. No, if they're trying to lead you through the process of listing their home. Uh, uh-uh. That's no. why you will hate your job. Well, give us some of those questions that you promised okay. us. So here are some other questions. This is not so much, you're going to hate this, but people who are in relationship business will like this. These kind of questions help you understand and get into relationship differently. So we're sitting at the kitchen table and we've gotten through everything that needed to happen and they've signed the document or whatever. They're moving out. This was where they raised their family. They're downsizing. Their kids are gone. Big move for them. You're sitting there and you're going to say, you know, tell me about your best memory in this house. 
Oh my God. I know, I know. But listen, listen, why? Listen, why? And they say, oh my gosh, we, you know, every Sunday we have dance party Sunday and the kids come over and we did it up, whatever, whatever. And uh, okay, awesome. Now with, now that you're not going to be doing the lawn every weekend, what are you going to do with your free time? Mm-hmm. And they both say, we're going to golf. We love golfing. Yeah. So now if gifting is on my radar, like freaking, yeah. I know exactly what to gift them. Um, yeah. I also understand the emotion behind this mm-hmm. and I can show up in a way that is human first, real right. second. Right. Right. You know, these kind of questions when you get behind the act of selling is where I think you set yourself up for a long-term relationship with them and you set yourself up as a present tense agent, no matter how far out from the sale you are, because you just are always going to hold that position in there. I mean, I agree with you. I think that's, I I do ask the question about like, what do you, if they, if they are right sizing, what are you doing, Mm going to do with all your free time? But I think mm-hmm. that that's really great for like once the paperwork is signed, but prior yeah, yeah. two separate things prior yeah. to that, you had mentioned the question about on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your house? And I, I also love that question. And we sort of alluded to it. It gives you an example of the type of person that they are. So you can tailor mm-hmm. your presentation. And it mm-hmm. also, when you say what would make it a 10, or if they say 10, what would make it an 11? Now they're starting to you've shifted their brain to be like, well, maybe this isn't like really the best it could be. <laughs> right. Right. Like, is it the best it could be? I, I asked that do? question. I say, can you do me a favor and put on your buyer's hat right now, which gets them out of their role as seller and defender. Oh, a little house. role play. Huh, Monica? Yes. <laughs> can you put on your buyer hat? And if I were a buyer walking through, what would be some things I might say that would get it to a 10? Right. Then or if you were going to stay, would, what would you renovate or fix? Yes. Right. I if like that question too. Yeah. yeah. It gets them out of there. I do that at another spot in the listing presentation as well. Like, Hey, I want you to take your listing or your seller hat off for a minute. We're going to talk about buyers perceived value because you're not, you're not buying the house and I'm not buying the house. We got to, right. we got to figure out what the people that want to buy it are going to look at and that's price plus condition. So I do that a couple of times because it just stops them in their thinking of that, like defending their home and defending Mm -hmm. their value and all all that's sort of natural, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. I also think too, the, um, there's a couple of questions I'm thinking of that usually trip agents up that they don't ask. And one is if what I say makes sense and you feel comfortable and confident that we can sell your home, do you plan on hiring us when we come out there Tuesday at 12. Mm -hmm. And a lot of agents won't like that because they think that, and I also ask like, have you thought about selling it yourself or renting it? Mm -hmm. And a lot of agents won't ask that. And the reason why they tell me they won't ask that is because they think you think that you are going to put that thought in their head. Like, Oh, maybe I never thought about, I never thought about for girl, you're not. Okay. You want to know before you get out there, who is your competition? You know, who else are they interviewing, if anybody else? And if they're not interviewing anybody else, it's not like they're like, oh, we should interview it. No, they don't do that. You want to know if they're planning on selling it themselves, potentially. And you want to know, is renting a thing? Because now you you can be strategic about how you present the information. A hundred percent. I love that. Especially the question, are you talking to other agents? Because if they are, let's say they're talking to the local agent that sells a 
shit ton in that neighborhood. So yeah. It's a big neighborhood. And this agent's kind of like got the corner mark corner on the market. Mm-hmm. I need to be prepared to have, first of all, know how many other listings and how many clients that per agent is already responsible to. Yeah. What other house are be- you competing with that they get also get paid on? I mean, you that's can position right. it. You have to position or that I could be like, what well, the advantages are. You know, that's interesting. What prompted you to have us out too? Because then they'll yeah. tell you, they'll be like, well, I don't yeah, really why? like her. Yeah. Like or she's got six other houses. I want her, I want somebody that's like going to focus on But mine. they felt like they had to interview them. Right, right, right. So true. All right. Last question that's really important to ask. It's, I think, I mean, if we have to close this out, I mean, you know, I could go on for days with this, but here it is. This is the closing question. This is where you get the business and you kind of alluded to that in the, you know, in the pre-listing questionnaire where, yeah. you know, if all goes well. I ask it well. twice. Here you're in it. You've, you've given all the information. You've had good conversation and you've got to say something like this. Is there anything you've heard here today or didn't hear here today? that would prevent you from moving forward. I say it every time. Is there anything you heard here today or maybe didn't hear here today that would prevent you from moving forward with me? That is where the objections come out that, yeah, you have, they have to like, they look at each other like, no, this looks good. All right, let's get started. Or, well, I didn't hear you talk about commission. Great. Because if I didn't ask that question and I just freaking left, they're going to hire the person that dropped their pants and gave, The lower commission. They're going to, you right. got to hit that. Don't be afraid. And that's you. You're right. This is why agents don't want to ask the question because they're afraid to handle the objection. Yeah. Objections you are know great. How to handle, yeah. If you know how to handle the objection, then you're going to come out ahead every time. Plus you're demonstrating you're to chance. them by asking these tough questions and being like between the eyes direct, you're demonstrating mm-hmm. to them your negotiation skills. And yeah. you're demonstrating to them, and you can even say that, like, I want to demonstrate to you how much I'm going to fight for your equity. That's right. You That's know, right. like you want to protect that, right? Like we're taking that equity. You want to buy a different house. So we have to get the most amount possible. And I'm, yeah, I'm demonstrating my aggressiveness and persistence. Yes. Yes. And directness. And direct. Pleasantly persistent. That's what I like and to call it. That's right. That's what you are. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree. And that way you can hit it straight up. Um, listen, there's only like one of six freaking objections. You can handle it. You're then, fine. And they're in the vault too. Like go over them. We can, if you, yep. if you want, like, I know you're going to say, I don't like scripts. Here's the thing. I already know what you're going to say. Your friends already know what you say all the time. That is a script. Okay. Because you say yep. the same shit all the time. So let's start saying the right shit to get you what you want. Right. So let's memorize what it says and then we can make it your own. And I'm happy to help you with that. I'm the first person that hates scripts, but if you attend three, four, five, six, 10 listing appointments with me, you will hear me say the exact You have a script. Over and over again. I have a script. That's right. It's just language you're comfortable with. So get comfortable with. No, it's language. You said it's language that get, you have to make your language, get the result that you're looking for. If you are attending buyer strategy sessions and not getting a buyer agreement signed, or you're attending listing appointments and you're not getting paperwork signed, whatever you're saying is trash. Try something else. (laughs) Oh, and I know Jen just slapped you in the face and I want to give you a big hug right now. So you're awesome. And you can do this. You can do better. Is this the best that you can do? That's what I want to know. And if it is, it's fine. 
if it's not it's time to level up level up baby I level up baby level and, um, up all right i think that's going to be the end of today's battle unless you've got something else you want to add no but our tiebreaker on this is really good so check it out stay tuned. oh so wait can't wait mm-hmm. can't wait All right, guys, thanks for joining us and do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribing so that you get to uh, be made aware when we drop a new episode. And as always, we appreciate you sharing this with other agents that you care about. The real tars. Also, real tars. tars. Also, Monica and I are looking to partner with you. So if you are curious about why top teams and top agents are moving to EXP, let's explore the option for you. Give me a call or text at 513-400-1691. One six nine one. All right, Monica. See ya. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, although it's not really a tiebreaker, but let me tell you about Russell Enyart. So he lands 98% or more of his listings, doing over 75 listings a year. Russell, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. As a matter of fact, this morning I was in the mountains looking at a beautiful ranch for one of my clients. I almost do exclusive listings and I've sold a ton of properties for this guy, but if he wants to buy a ranch, I'll help him. So I know, right? Great exactly. Great start to the day. Yeah. Yeah. Great start <laughs> to the day. Yeah. So you're with Enyard Real Estate Group in Northern California, powered by EXP. But you have a specific process about how to get the clients to not only list with you, but list with you at the right price because that's the key, right? Absolutely. Listing at the right price is the key to land the listing, first of all. Yeah. And then secondly, to actually get it sold, right? We have to have reasonable clients that have the right expectations. And even though we're all rock stars that are listening to this podcast, uh, if you don't get the price right, you're still not going to sell. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that through your questions? And what do you say? What's your process? So Jennifer, what I would tell you is I always try to come from a place of service when I go into the listings, right? I am there to help. And if I can't help them, they shouldn't list with me anyway. Uh, When we go into the whole listing presentation, mine's actually unique. I think each listing agent should leverage their strengths and I'm a people person. So I walk them through my team to make sure that, you know, they're paying 3%, right? Or more to me Mm -hmm. and that I'm actually worth it. So I walk them through the entirety of my team how fantastic each of the people are that I I have on my team from my search engine optimization person to my social media advertising person and showing how she is great at finding the exact right clients. Then when we get to the price, I never tell them what price I think we should list it at. I actually flip the script and I say, hey, for somebody to tell you that they know your home better than you, that you've lived in for however many years they've been there and why you bought it and how the neighbors are and that, that they're fooling themselves if they think they're the real estate expert on your home. So let's go through a process. So what I do, Jennifer, is I start pulling up, let me get to the point where we're there. I've built rapport. They understand I'm a real estate professional. I've walked them through the pitfalls once we get into contract. Right. In the state of California, which I'm in, by the way, which is oh, the worst state in the, the world. Oh, you should see our, uh, it's funny as I deal with other states, I see how easy their, uh, their purchase agreements are and their listing agreements are. Ours are a nightmare. It's like bringing a book and flopping the book down on the table for them to sign. But at that point, right, where we've been through all of that, they understand and are comfortable that I know what I'm doing. Right. That when we get into contract, because in the state of California, they can be sued for specific performance. I'm going to have them very, very safe, right? We right. have got ahead of all of those items. So then when it comes to the price conversation, 
newer agents, this is where they lose it. They think that they need to be the expert and tell them, hey, your house is going to sell at this price. I take the reverse approach. Like I said, I flip the script. I say, okay, let's sit down and pull up some comparables in the area. And you tell me why your home is better and more expensive or why the other home may be better and more expensive. And then I walk. I like that because you're really, I feel like in that process, they're letting their guard down. They are, they are. And then, and then they get to feel the realization of, Oh my gosh, like I'll say this house right over here. It's a block and a half away. You know, it's closer to the park. It's a hundred square feet more. And I'm looking at the kitchen and the bathrooms. They're a little more updated. And then it's got, you know, 0.2 more acres. Right. Would you assume that that house should sell for more than yours? Right. And, and if they, they say yes, right. Because right. again, more updated, bigger lot, closer to the park, all of those things. Great. So that one was, you know, we're in California. That one was, you know, 18 million. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> and we go to the next one and I say, Hey, now this one, you know, is 50 square feet smaller um, you know, that street over there is a little busier. It's still within a quarter of a mile. I would assume that your house is probably worth more than that, wouldn't you? And they say, yeah. And so now I'm bracketing right. where their home should be sold. Right. And then when we're done with the process, they've picked the listing price, right? Not me. Nice. More agents that are new lose listings because the person that they're talking to doesn't like the price they bring in. Yes. No, you're right. It's either... It's either prize, they didn't really trust you or think that you were going to do anything for them, right? Or there's other, like some other condition about the marketing, maybe something like that. But how, what about agents? I'm sure there's agents in your market that are buying the listing. And by that, I either mean like reducing their commission or overpricing the property. How are you handling that? What questions are you asking the seller to get them to realize that? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I tell people that I'm probably one of the more expensive real estate agents that they're going to talk to. And I think I started this conversation by saying I have a team of seven. Right. We're a good team. And, uh, you know, I don't just put a sign in the ground. I don't just put a, you know, super box on the outside. We have professional pictures, right? We have a professional video. It ends up on YouTube. We maximize search engine optimization. Our social media advertising lady is spectacular. Right. She's going to find the people that are in most interested in your property. So right. even though I may be more expensive by a half a percent or a whole percent, if we sell your house and I have a track record, right? So I bring the track record of, you know, setting new highs in the area. We're usually five to 7% above the highest sold uh, property in the area. Yeah. So if you pay an extra half a percent or 1%, your real goal is to net more money in your pocket for your home. Correct. Right. Exactly. And, and, be like, yeah. and, and like, okay, well, and yeah, yeah, you get what you pay for And It's funny. One of my partners says, you know, your most valuable asset in your life is your body, right? Like if you don't have your health, what do you have? Are you going to go hire the cheapest surgeon to do your surgery? No, no. no. Like the most valuable monetary asset that you have is your own. So you're going to go hire the cheapest real estate agent to sell. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Hire somebody that knows what they're doing, that has a track record of being able to close the deals. I walk them through, you know, I was a lender for a number of years. Like I will make sure the loan happens correctly. I understand that appraisal can be a huge issue. Mm -hmm. We send over an entire appraisal package to the appraiser to make their jobs easier and to help our appraisals come in where we want them to come in, right? Make sure there's no mistakes. Well, and also too, along the process, as you're telling them about the team, like, 
it's like, okay, we have the search engine optimization. Do you think that using social media is a good avenue to get the house out there to find the right buyer? And they're like, yes. And then you're like working them down, like having this background in lending. Do you think that can help us determine is the buyer really pre-qualified? You want a pre-qualified buyer for your house, right? Right. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Right. You're building, you're building trust, right? They want to know that you're a real estate professional and you're actually going to earn your money. And that's my goal when I walk in. A, I'm there to serve you. If I can't serve you, then you shouldn't hire me, right? If you're going right. to sell a piece of dirt in the middle of nowhere that nobody wants, you know, and it's going to be a fluke if you sell it, I may not add value. If you're going to sell one of the homes in the areas that I specialize in, absolutely, my team yep. is rock stars. It's what we do. Yep. We're really, really good at it. We're going to close the deal. And I may tell you bad news. I may, hey, hey, we have this great offer, but I talked to the lender. They're clueless, right. right? They have no idea. We're not along the process. So I'm either going to have to put them with a lender that knows what they're doing, uh, you know, or they're really not qualified or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and unfortunately, Jennifer, all of us in the real estate field are all not spectacular and you have an agent maybe that is, you know, borderline. And so I tell them, listen, my team is prepared for that. I always tell my team, we are going to do the, both the job of the buyer agent and us as listing agents until we find out we don't have to. Once we realize that person on the other side is a rock star and that they're going to actually do their job, cool. Then we will back out of the way and, and let them do theirs. And we'll stay in you know, contact with the lender and the escrow company, you know, title company. And if, if, if there is an issue, right, and they're not doing their job, which, by the way, was probably 40 to 50% of my transactions in the last right. 12 months, we do their job for them, too. So it's right? fine. We It'll do, be fine. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We're going to close the deal for our people we're listing with. What are some of your favorite questions to ask? Like, let's say you walk them through the process. It's pretty clear what the number is, but they're still just, they're like, well, I know, I really think this is what it will sell for, but I really think we should probably go higher. Listen, I, I tell them, I work for you, Jennifer. Let's do this. If you want to go higher, we here's our risks, right? And I'll walk them through the risk. Okay. You price it too high. You know, the property gets stale. If it gets stale, then we're doing price reductions. Now people are worried that, hey, why is there price reductions happening on this property? Um, as you know, the last 24 months, it was hard to go too high. Right. Now well, we're in a shifting. Right. But that's yeah, going right? to change. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just already has. listing on two more weeks. Yeah. And then, and then the price is right, even if we went too high, right? We're not in that market now. As a matter of fact, I've already shifted my listing presentation to you know, my team normally gets five to 7% above retail and that's going to happen again. However, retail is moving, right? right? Exactly. Retail is moving. It's coming down. Um, I heard a statistic for every half a percent increase in the interest rate, we lose 10% of the buyers in the market, oh, right? Wow. And it's gone up a bit. Yes, correct. And so I walked them through where we're at. And if you look at my local MLS now over 50% of the properties are a price reduction. So my conversation is, it's really important that we get the price right. You know, everybody kept going over and over and over where they thought the price should be trying to find the top. Well, the top has been found about three months ago. Right. So we need to make sure that we're very realistic about where we're going to price this property. Mm-hmm. It hasn't cost me any listings yet because again, I, I'm trustworthy. I try to build that rapport with the mm-hmm. person that's going to list. Unless you've had your head in the sand, you know, that interest rates have gone up and that the right. market's starting to soften. And uh, by the time we get to the end of the conversation, we're usually on the same page. On the same page. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. If people do have a referral for you in Northern California, they they want to talk a little bit further about your listing process. What's the best way to get a hold of you? 
Oh boy. I tell you, honestly, the best way to get a hold of me is a text message. I know that's crazy, but email fills up. Plus my email is ridiculously difficult because I have a crazy last name. So uh, my number is 916-524-9733. I return all my messages. Uh, A lot of times I'm with clients. So my job now, Jennifer, is is client facing. I have a great assistant team. Um, They handle most of the uh, non-essential business. They're fantastic. They're actually better than me at all of that stuff now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But text messaging is the best way to get a hold of me. If you can't text message me, give me a call. Um, you can email me too. I'm easy to find at Russell at inyardhomes.com. I'm sure you'll put up a graphic or something or uh, list yeah, it, we'll put it's, it it's in there. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I try to respond to all those, but text messages. best. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. Thanks, Russell. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. 